we'd like to welcome you to another emergency health alert and current event update for April 6, 2020. We're going to start off today with a video entitled How the COVID-19 Viral Bioweapon Was Created. Now, I've been getting a lot of emails, particularly in the last week to two weeks, where people are forwarding me videos where there are several people out there saying that there's no validity at all to COVID-19. It's just 5G, or even more so than that, nobody's dying at all. I'm getting a lot of those, too. Well, hospitals are empty. Therefore, nobody's dying. None of this has any validity. And evidently, all the footage that we saw come out of China and Italy and elsewhere in different various parts of the earth, it's all lies. Um, those incinerators weren't running 24-7 in Wuhan, China. That was all lies. All that footage from the emergency rooms and outside of hospitals where you saw lines wrapped around the block those were all lies photoshopped or something i don't know um where they were welding people into their apartments where there was so much soot from the incinerators the crematoriums that it was raining black it was raining gray on cars and it's all lies evidently and um I have documented, I was one of the first to jump on this when it first started happening. Probably, oh, I don't know, when I first started reporting on this, January, mid-January, uh, before a lot of the other people in alternative media started jumping on this. And um, I've documented over and over and over the validity of this. We've traced its origins. We've shown you patents. We've shown you the agenda. Um, and I've openly admitted it's just not COVID-19. It is a combination of COVID-19, 5G, pollution. Wuhan was the first city that was the literal first city on planet Earth that was a 5G testbed city where 20,000 5G base stations were installed uh, and that's more of a saturation than anybody, any place in the, on the face of the planet. But there's, there's people out there in alternative media that are saying, no, it's just that. That's the only thing killing them. Well, my question would be, how do you spread 5G? Meaning, if it's just 5G killing you, how do you explain it spreading throughout the earth in areas where there's really no 5G? And how does it explain where people are escaping Wuhan and then bringing it to other areas? There is a COVID-19 viral bioweapon component to this. In other words, we don't have to put all of our eggs in one basket and be dogmatic and say, oh, it's just got to be 5G, or it's just got to be COVID-19, or it's just got to be because they're elderly and they're blaming those deaths on just because they're elderly and they're, they, have, they fit all the criteria. So they're saying that's what's killing them. Why can't we just have... All of those factors being a factor at play here in the deaths of these people. Wuhan, horrible pollution. They're crammed in there like rats. 11 million people. These are all contributing factors. So we, we want to 
the thing is, is when we look at things, we want to look at what we've been shown from the past. Like in this particular case, what I've shown you since January, what I've been documenting for sometimes three to four to five hour teachings and not just discount that and flush that down the toilet and say there's no validity. Now, I'm not blaming all my listeners in that in any shape or form. It's just that I'm really getting a lot of people emailing me saying there's no validity to this now hospitals are empty and there's explanations for these things that we're going to be talking about and that's why i wanted it i i feel like i have to start off with this at the start of this teaching because i'm getting bombarded with emails regarding this particular subject and um let's just look at how the covid 19 viral bioweapon was created this is a reminder i've covered this information before i've also went over the patents with bill gates and the patents for the covid this particular strain of coronavirus we went over that in previous studies so to just blame it all on 5g or to say there's no validity at all is to basically discount all of that and say there's no validity in any of those things it's just this okay so that's why i'm doing starting the study with this particular thing that we're going to be looking at so let's go ahead play this video this particular video is about the scientific corruption that you as the public must realize i'm going to present the information to you and let you decide whether it constitutes corruption or not you be the ultimate judge this is dr rashid buttar you're hearing talking This was orchestrated. We have the scientific evidence from 2015 showing that the research was done, the gain-of-function components were done by the scientists in North Carolina that then went back to Wuhan. North Carolina, Chapel Hill, is where this was originally the first derivation of this COVID-19 virus that we're dealing with right now was originally created. I've went over that before just as a reminder, and then it went back to Wuhan, China. On the u.s government and the chinese now he's showing all the supporting documentation in the background of this video um regarding what he's talking about here which goes into much greater detail if you want to watch the video paid dr xi to fund research in there's an underlying implication here that's very subtle but the only possible reason for this modification is the creation of there are no other plausible explanations. Not that it's the creation of a bioweapon. I don't know why the, the, the sound's getting muted there for a little bit. Maybe they're doing it for YouTube purposes, but they tweaked the virus that was created at Chapel Hill and they added, I believe, an HIV insert and a SARS insert and made it worse. They, they turned it into a really, it was probably bad, very much bad before, and then they turned it into something really bad. It was a little far-fetched, I agree. But wait, you're going to understand, because when you start understanding this furin cleavage component that we're talking about, then it starts to make a little bit of sense. But why would somebody do that? Or how can we prove that somebody actually did that? So we're going to talk about that. Now, this was actually created at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, and they published the highlights of the creation in November 2015. In 2014, Dr. Xi was the recipient of a number of U.S. government grants, as well as grants from the National Basics Research. This is open. These are open things that you can freely find on the internet, what he's going over right now. ...of China 
the Chinese Academy of Science, the National Natural Science Foundation of China, and from the Strategic Priority Research Program of Chinese Academy of Sciences to assist in funding research into... Now this is, remember, 2015. So they took SARS, the that caused SARS, in 2002-2003, and they, that was carried by bats, making the rounds back in 2003, and reverse-engineered the genetic coding itself inside the and they took the backbone of the original wild type and that's when they started messing around with it. They then inserted additional proteins to enhance the efficacy of the inside the human lungs, specifically inside the, for, the, for the human aspect, making it extremely difficult to vaccinate against because a new has multiple proteins with which to attack. So basically what they did was they made a bug, a into a... They're, they're, unfortunately, they're muting every time he says virus because evidently... They're worried about YouTube, and this is on YouTube. So understand that if you want to really get the clarity, they're putting the verbiage on the screen that he's talking about. But whenever you hear something muted, that's what he's probably saying the word virus. Let's hold off. Let's not panic because what I want to show here is how the scientific community that knew about this, and yet they're sitting here making stuff. Why are they making this? Why are they doing gain of function? Why is University of North Carolina involved with this? Why, why are we funding? Why is the U.S. government funding this research on something that we thought had already disappeared? Why are they trying to get gain of function? You know, some people would say, well, they were just experimenting, they were doing whatever. I but believe they, when he's talking about gain of function, meaning making it more lethal, making it work better, they're gaining function with this virus. Why would you do that unless you're evil, and essentially? Actual other scientists that oppose this information they did not want this, these studies to be done because they were afraid of a breakout. They were afraid of what the ramification would be if there was an outbreak, if the was not contained. So this was not something that was just was obscure. There were some very well-known people that were against this. What would be the purpose of doing such a thing? Well, it'll become self-evident here in a few moments. This is going on from 2003 to 2015 now. They were looking at the SARS component from 2003 the, the caused SARS and they were now manipulating that, and they published this manipulation study. After they manipulated it, they published it in this 2015 paper, and they created this hybrid, which is far more deadly and can't be vaccinated against. It is resistant to vaccination because of certain morphological... So it's resistant to vaccination, which, again, they're going to come out eventually and say that, because from what I'm hearing... Uh, Fauci, the pharmaceutical uh, devil rep rep that has um, been kind of like Trump and him went back and forth some regarding these things, he said that this is going to become seasonal. So I was driving down the road yesterday and I heard this local radio station announce that, you know, we, we're with you in this whole time of whatever. We're, uh, and we're here for you during this time of, of this new normal new normal meaning this is just normal this is this is our life from here on out guys is what they're saying essentially just so get used to it get used to your your new normal but we'll we'll be here to help you out during this time going into the brave new 1984 orwellian type aldous huxley world that we're moving into that's the mindset they want to bring us into um but they're saying he's saying right here that this is highly resistant to vaccination 
So when the vaccine comes out, just like in the Spanish flu of 1918, 1919, when they introduced the vaccine, that's what was killing people. And I documented that in my presentation, Avion Flu Killer of Millions, um, warning against the vaccine component. Most likely, this will have a very similar effect as that vaccination. It won't probably be as dramatic because people were dropping dead the next day after they were getting that vaccination back in 1918, 1919, because they hadn't perfected things as well yet um so they didn't really know how to throttle things back too well uh but what will be the bigger component is the dna alteration of this covid19 vaccine uh that will be coming and who knows when i don't know when maybe it'll be next year maybe it'll be this year i don't know if they continue to perpetuate this if this becomes seasonal like they're saying it's going to become like fauci has said it's going to become and then what's even almost bigger than that is the microchip component that will be incorporated into this that bill gates has been talking about where you will have this microchip component that will be scanned and you'll be able to travel freely because you'll be a good little compliant citizen and you'll have to be scanned if you want to travel freely in order to ensure that you're not going to infect other people even though the vaccine will be the method of spreading things and it will alter your dna and you will be microchipped no downside there you know no no satanic you know component there at all changes that were created to the wild type backbone the new dna genetically engineered constitutes a gain in pathogenesis now once you it's a gain in pathogenesis meaning it's, it's more pathological it's worse it's it's <laughs> why would you design something like this why unless you were satanist unless you were luciferian and you wanted to depopulate the planet remember what gain in pathogenesis means okay or gain of function is the term that they use in virology or actually in in research so gain of function Okay, here it is. That's a gain of function right there. They admit it. Gain of function basically means taking something and making it more potent. Yeah, right? exactly. So pathogenesis means lethalness and the infectiousness of something. The pathogenesis yep. is the cause of the actual problem, cause of the disease. And Dr. Shi learned... So they've been working on this since about 2003 after SARS, which was also another man-made. So they've been wanting to tweak it and tweak it in, in a lab and... Chapel Hill had it, and, and, and then they they got to their point, and then they basically got it over to Wuhan again, and our government was funding all of this, and then they ultimately came up with what is COVID-19 and released it. Performed gain-of-function operations within forces, and then she returns to her post in Wuhan, China. So she learned this in University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. They get the cells from Fort Detrick, and now she goes back to Wuhan, which is where the techniques that she learned about gain of function were then applied. Fast so this is all like a, I don't know, it's not a paper trail, but it kind of is. It's documenting from where this all started to where it went to where it came back to, you know, and and it's it's all public knowledge. To November 2019, a breach of containment occurs at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and patient zero is detected somewhere between December 1st and December. And that's the excuse. A breach of containment occurs November of 2019, Wuhan Institute of Virology, and patient zero is then detected somewhere between December 1st and December. I don't believe it was a breach. I believe it was released on purpose by design. Well, 
Dr. Shi is one of the authors that published this paper in January 23, 2020, saying that, stating that it is of probable bat origin. The problem is she knows what it is and what the origin is because she was the one who created it. Okay, she helped yeah. to enhance it. She, this is an enhanced version of the hybrid that they helped develop at UNC with Fort Detrick support back in 2015. Why would you take any kind of organism and make it more potent? Why would you take a bug, a bacteria, and make it more potent? Right? What's the purpose of that? Well, they say it's for research purposes. But why would you do research to make something more potent? Why wouldn't you do research to make something that's not that bad anyway, less damaging, but they're making it more... Or, or how to kill it, if it did get out. Now, granted, these are, these, are un, these are strains that would never occur naturally in nature because they're making them in a laboratory. They're genetically modifying and tweaking these things. They wouldn't normally ha ever happen. So this is just pure evil, what we're talking about. Potent. They're doing gain-of-function studies. This is a gain-of-function study on... This is what on, created it. On COVID-19. Remember, anytime he says coronavirus, COVID-19, virus, they're muting that word, which I know is maddening, but I felt like this little uh, short video uh, audio clip was important enough that I needed to play it. This is a gain-of-function study that was done on a specific strain of called the SHC014 strain. Scientific review panels may deem similar studies building chimeric based on circulating strains too risky to pursue. Yeah, no. It's just amazing to me that this has been happening. Studies testing hybrid in human cell cultures and animal models are limited in what they can say about the proposed by wild dissect says. Now again, you can read all this on the screen if you want to watch it. It's all in studies they're reading it from or you're seeing the verbiage he's saying on the screen. Um, I'm just looking at this real quick, okay. But he argues that they can help indicate which pathogens should be prioritized for further research attention. Now that's the most absurd statement because they're saying, okay, it should be limited, but you know what? It can help us to prioritize further research. So we need to make these superbugs so then we can then warrant our research to go and look at these superbugs and how they affect the human system. How about doing something even a little bit more effective and not create the damn superbug in the first place right like exactly. you really need to create a superbug and then try to see how it should be prioritized yeah. you know so they can help this is total satanic insanity that's why i'm playing this to show you they're doing this by design on purpose they created it they released it they know exactly what they're doing but they're going to come in like the saviors and they're the good guys and we have to get forced vaccines and do all this stuff to comply because of something they did by design on purpose to depopulate us and to totally control us but yet they're going to try to come out smelling like a rose and they're the good guys coming in on the white horse with their vaccines indicate which pathogens should be prioritized for further research i mean that's the most absurd thing to say we're going to take a bunch of different and we're going to see which ones we can create the the most potent chimeric changes to and then once we create this chimera then we'll go ahead and it'll warrant our priority to which we should really work on focusing on well don't create these super bugs in the first damn place and you won't have to worry about which one you need to prioritize bobby kennedy said that there were three countries that are naturally hostile to each other which is china taiwan and japan and all three of them independently concluded that it originated in the united states yes they did i just showed you the evidence of that now trump reportedly going 
frustrated with Dr. Fauci's blunt approach. Hmm, I wonder why. Because Trump knows certain things. He knows what's happening here based upon, you can see his cavalier approach. But essentially, he's the one who's out there saying, whipping up the story about the China bats. The government in the United States and China funded it. Right. And then this Dr. Xi went back to Wuhan. And then, of course, it right. got released or there was an outbreak in Wuhan. But where did it all start? It started here in the United States, in North Carolina. In Chapel so Hill. And, and Trump, you know, but Trump's was to blame it all on the bats or the fish market or whatever. Okay, so I wanted to give you that little reminder about the origins of this. Because when you just believe, like a lot of the narratives I'm seeing now, that it's just 5G or, or even better, nobody's dying, nobody's died at all. Well, how do you explain this other stuff that we're talking about here? And all of the, I mean, multiple, multiple hours of documentation that I've given since mid-January documenting the validity of this. It's, it's tough to get around that. Now, current event headlines. Um, and these are just, you know, current event. In, in the last week or so. Retail stores in large cities appear to be preparing for mass riots by boarding up their windows, and they're showing that a lot. Now, these are more in the um, in the areas where they're going to have a higher uh, density of population, at least at this point. D.C. residents are now prisoners in their own homes. 90 days in jail for anyone caught traveling without permission. This is This is the state we've already gotten to in this very short period of time. I mean absolute total insanity white house says peak death coming this was just yesterday president trump told americans to brace for a big spike in coronavirus fatalities in the coming days as the country faces what he called the toughest two weeks of the pandemic there's going to be a lot of death trump said at a briefing with reporters now he's also the one that was saying it's you know the bats in china and all this other stuff and he knows better Okay, but he's an actor. He's a paid actor. He's a Rothschild cutout. He's owned, bought, sold, and paid for by the Illuminati and has been for decades. He's playing his part. He's not coming here to save us or coming on a white horse like a lot of people in the Q movement believe that he is. And they keep reporting that garbage over and over again. They have lied from their very inception. When Q first came out, they were saying Hillary's going to be arrested like within whatever like a week or a days you know how many times they've said that about hillary or a lot of the other pedivore slash pedophiles luciferians being supposedly going to be arrested by you know the next day or the next week or the next month or oh they went into hiding we haven't seen them at all because they're they're actually in jail and then it's funny we see them again they're out in public and q doesn't talk about that until the next lie that's been going on since, I believe, October of 2017. And then you've got the false prophets, Mark Taylor and Jonathan Conjob and whoever other, these other ones, all these people that are, you know, like the Paula White people who is, you know, Trump's main spiritual advisor out there perpetuating those lies as well. And they're, they're commingled and really, in, in a lot of ways, join at the hip with this false fake Q movement. I've done whole studies on this regarding the Q movement. So, um, anyway, 
Next report, next headline. Burks warns, do not go to grocery stores. Researchers identify strongest symptom, loss of taste and smell. Now, we're going to be talking about that later and how that relates to the trace mineral zinc. Because um, zinc can have a lot to do with that. Um, diabetes, lung and heart disease common in patients. Yeah, probably is because this is going to take out the most vulnerable among us the most elderly the ones that have the most health conditions especially if you're prone to lung things and and that's true it does tend to gravitate toward that because it's you know it's going to take out the weakest among us first virus could travel 27 feet stay in hours in air for hours mit researchers say less than one third of americans would rush to get coronavirus vaccine well praise god but see the thing is, is they're monitoring that. So what they're, what the Illuminati would, would do when they see that particular headline is they would say, okay, we need to make people more desperate because they're not desperate enough yet. We need, we need more death and destruction or we need more whatever in order to get them in a mindset where they will take the vaccine. They're bringing, to bring about their order out of chaos. So that is good and, and we should pray. That, that's, that that stays the same. In fact, pray about all these things I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not, I don't want us to, to um, go over these headlines to the exclusion that the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne and in control. But most Christians don't even, aren't even aware of what we're talking about today to even pray against it or about it. So there's probably very, very little prayer about this at all because they're not educated on what's really going on. So that's going to hinder prayers. Alabama, Massachusetts are giving the addresses of the infected to the police. Now, I guess this is this whole police state forming. Alcohol consumption is starting to surge. Um, captain of aircraft carrier with growing outbreak pleads for help. I believe they fired him as a result of that. Military infections on the rise. Connecticut governor says medical supply stockpile is now empty. We are on our own. And you have to ask, if this is all a lie, I mean, are all these reports all lies? They're all lies. Because some people have went around and filmed empty parking lots in hospitals or supposedly empty waiting rooms. We're going to talk about that. Fauci, mask wearing recommendation under very serious consideration. Um, 3D video shows extensive damage to the lungs. All the reports I've read from MDs and respiratory therapists where it ravages the lungs now oh is that all just is that all just the um coronavirus is there a 5g component probably is yeah probably is families watch helplessly as virus hits nursing homes frontline medical staff deaths grow these are just different headlines pentagon preparing for worst case scenarios but it's secret fed says a third of americans will be unemployed i mean a third Goldman says they see a 34% plunge in gross domestic product. These are probably some of the most serious headlines from a overall standpoint I've ever reported on in all my years of ministry. Dow ends worst first quarters in 135 year history. Worst March since Great Depression. Return of the barter economy, swapping eggs for toilet paper. 
brace yourself for social unrest stemming from coronavirus-related unemployment and shutdowns. Walmart installs 1984-like speakers warning not to violate social distancing orders. China sees new rise in cases. Chinese company jokes about selling faulty thermometers to the U.S. Incinerators have been working around the clock. Wuhan residents say official coronavirus death tolls are fake. I hope that's not true. I hope it is really getting better in China. But I'm getting a lot of conflicting information about that as well. You can't trust China for sure. As far as controlling the nerve. Coronavirus is now the third leading cause of death in the United States. We're all getting a little tired of hearing about coronavirus, but a new statistic underscores just why the disease is worthy of so much attention and concern. It is the third leading cause of death in the U.S. at the moment. In fact, coronavirus is killing more Americans every day than diabetes, stroke, lung disease, and Alzheimer's. Right now, 748 Americans are dying each day from coronavirus, which means it's outperformed only by heart disease and cancer. Now, let's just look at this and think about what I just read there. It's the third leading cause of death right now in America, okay? With heart disease and cancer still ahead of it. Now, that may change in the next week or two. I don't know. But if it's the third, if it's the third leading cause of death, think about this. Well, why would the waiting rooms be stacked up like cordwood with people? I can understand if it was the first leading cause of death and people were dropping like flies like they were all the footage in Wuhan was showing and they were being totally overwhelmed. But there's not that many people, at least according to their statistics, and I don't, and those are probably fake, but according to their statistics that are dying from it. Not yet. Remember, we're... And I hate to say this, but we may be just getting cranked up in this. I hope not. I hope through the power of prayer that it will reverse. But we wouldn't necessarily expect to see waiting rooms stacked up like cordwood if it was only the third leading cause of death. I mean, if that was the case, why aren't all the cancer and the heart patients stacking up the waiting rooms like cordwood? Why is that? So just because you film a waiting room that's empty or a parking lot that's empty, a lot of people are automatically equating that with the coronavirus being a total hoax. See, look, this, and so you throw every single thing, for instance, that I've reported on since mid-January, and you say, that's all a lie. None of that has any validity at all because I've got some videos across America of empty waiting rooms. Now, here's another thing to think about. If you were going in for a surgery right now, or if, let's say you had a scheduled surgery or some kind of medical procedure that you had scheduled at a hospital, do you think a lot of people are postponing those right now? That would free up a lot of hospital beds, if you think about it. I mean, I know one thing. If I was scheduled to go in for some surgery that wasn't 100% life-saving, I sure wouldn't want to be in a hospital right now. Anybody in their right mind would be postponing and the doctors would probably be encouraging that as well because they want to be freed up. That by itself could make, clear up a ton of hospital space. The kind of numbers that we're talking here are not going to overwhelm hospitals. The people that are dying, they're not. Now granted, maybe they're underblown. I don't know. Hard to say. 
but I'm trying to get us to look at this logically to explain why some of these videos are out there. But again, you have to ask yourself, okay, well then how do we explain all these other things? Next report, surreal New York funeral homes struggle as virus deaths surge. Now, again, you have to ask yourself, is this funeral director totally lying? Him and his compatriots in New York City, is this footage of his basement where he's got bodies stacked up like cordwood from the coronavirus victims, is it all lies? Are all the footages from Wuhan, China, they're all lies where we saw the ones that came out of Iran, the ones that have come out of Italy. Typically, everywhere you're going to go, yes, they're going to be 5G hotbeds. True. But that doesn't mean there's not a COVID-19 viral component. It's like I've said before with the original Batman where the Joker came out and he was like, well, it's not the toothpaste that kills you. It's not the hairspray that kills you. It's when you do the toothpaste, the soap, and the hairspray all together. That's what kills you. You combine these things and then they become much more lethal. And that way it gets them, it gives the government a lot more escapability of, well, you just can't point to one thing. It's a combination. It becomes much more nebulous. Well, we don't, you know, yeah, this stuff's bad, you know. They're not telling you about the 5G being a contributing factor. They're not telling you about the, the pollution in Wuhan, China being a huge contributing factor. Or them being crammed in there like sardines and spreading it much more readily being a contributing factor. They're not really going over those things. They just want to blame it on COVID-19. So I'm acknowledging these other factors. Whereas there's a lot of people in alternative media right now are saying, no, it's totally fake. And these are people that have no health background at all most of the time. All of a sudden, they're total experts on how these types of things work. They know everything. You can't tell them a thing. And it's like, well, guys, but why does it just have to be one thing? Why can't it be? This is how the Illuminati always works. It's always a combination of things that typically they're going to use to kill us off. Chemtrails, the fluoride in the water, the chlorine, the GMOs, all the garbage they put in the food and the water supplies and the air that we're exposed to, the vaccines. Yes, now they're releasing bioweapons. Now we've got 5G, we've got Wi-Fi. We've got all these different electromagnetic frequencies that are bombarding us with these things. And so many other things I'm not mentioning. What is that? That's a concerted effort on a myriad of different levels to kill us off. This is no different. This is no different is what I'm telling you. It's a lot of stuff. So the, like the Bible says, come let us reason together, saith the Lord. I think I'm being reasonable with what I'm saying. I think I'm trying to be balanced and reasonable with what I'm presenting to you today. Let's just listen to this uh, funeral home um, operator in uh, Brooklyn. We're at capacity, and this is just one area. This is one area. Okay, so he says, we're at capacity. This is one area. They're filming this guy's funeral home, the basement, and I mean, he's got bodies stacked up like cordwood. I'm going to say that at least 16% of them in this room are COVID patients. Okay, now he didn't say they were all, well, he said 16%. But it's enough to make a big difference in the business that he's doing. It's enough. Now, granted, 
some of them may have been misdiagnosed. Some of them, maybe they said, well, no, that's, it was COVID, but they're not labeling it as COVID. I've heard a lot of that going on. We're going to talk about that. Okay. We don't have enough stretches. We don't have the infrastructure to handle the amount of people that we're, 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 we're serving. We're way above capacity, as you guys could see. I mean, is he lying? Are they all, all the videos that we've seen, are they all lying? Because some people are now filming empty waiting. I, I, I'm giving you the explanation for that. I wouldn't be caught near a hospital. Anybody in their right mind wouldn't go to a hospital right now unless they absolutely had to. Would you? I mean, they're telling you, they're, they're creating all this fear and panic. That's going to keep most people with functioning brain cells out of a hospital. And I'm not talking about ones that are even educated. I would think, I would think that would do that. At least to a certain percentage of people. They'd be like, I don't want to get near a hospital. If I had, you know, whatever surgery I had scheduled or whatever, or whatever I needed, I'm going to postpone it until this thing blows over. And they're probably being encouraged to do that with their, with their doctors anyway. Maybe the government can help me and figure out a way that we can accommodate families in a timely manner and a more dignified way. We need help. I, I would love to pick up grandma now and have her on the, on the, you know, my roof. Well, I could watch her, but I don't have the I don't have the accommodation to get her right now. He's talking to a person on the phone where he can't pick up grandma who's passed away, probably was in a compromised immune system status and succumbed to this. And yes, I'm not saying the five G is not a factor. You you got to think that that um, uh, New York City is absolutely saturated with it. Probably not to the same extent as Wuhan, and I think that's why the worst, the Wuhan was absolutely the worst area because of all the factors and because it was a true 5g test bed city i think that made it the worst of the worst we're probably not going to see any worse than wuhan because of that but new york city is probably i don't know where they're at compared to wuhan but i, I gotta believe it's got to be really bad on the 5g um aspect did you and mom decide on what type of services that you wanted this, this virus took religion out of the equation. My poor families, the Christian families can't go to churches. The Muslim families can't go to mosque. The Jewish families can't go to uh, the temple. They can't have people gather. No matter what funeral home you go to, we're trying hard to accommodate our families. I don't know how to say Again, that. are all the funeral homes in Brooklyn and New York City concertedly lying about this? That's just, a, that's, I'm flawed that way. The families, the, the family. The guy's phone's ringing off the hook as he's doing the interview. Hold on one second, please. Hi, this is Pat. Can I help you? Yeah, I know my stuff, unfortunately. And now I'm getting more experience. I'm getting, I'm getting five years experience in, in, in five days. Because he's totally overwhelmed. He's never seen anything like this. Okay. So then let's go to the next one. And then we have related reports. New York City morgue cemeteries overwhelmed as death toll rises. Then video inside look at a hospital at max capacity. Again, I can't, you're not going to see the footage if I played it, but you know, is all the hospital footage being faked? Is it all? Okay. Cause I know there's videos out there saying, look, they're using dummies or, okay. It's all faked. Every bit of it, all the stuff we've, we've looked at in the last three months, there's no validity at all. Come on. Crematoriums in New York City are so overwhelmed with bodies of coronavirus victims, they are running 24-7 now, the same as they were in China. As the Wall Street Journal reported Friday, the volume of coronavirus deaths 
has gotten so high that regulators in New York City have authorized crematoriums to operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Before the new authorization, some crematorium operators were already working 16-hour days, the paper said. Now, this is the exact same thing we saw in Wuhan, okay? In order to process double and sometimes triple the number of bodies they normally do. In fact, a number of operators told Wall Street Journal that they are now booked a week in advance. The workload has become so intense that one crematorium operator had a disturbing request for the public. He said it would be good if everyone, for the good of the public, would explain to families to not get a wooden casket. Richard Molin, president of Greenwood Cemetery, which is one of four crematorium operators in New York City, he said this. He says, don't get a wooden casket. The reason... He said, is that cloth-covered caskets that are built using light wood or fiberboard burn much faster than wooden caskets, thus making it easier for them to process more bodies on a daily basis. So is this all lies? It's just all lies, what I'm telling you right now? Everything I've documented for, you know, over three months? It would be better if everybody would just use a simple cardboard box, he said. The paper adds, funeral directors and cemeteries around New York City are struggling to service the spiraling number of deaths in the epicenter of the nation's coronavirus crisis. More than 1,560 people have died so far in the city. But, I mean, that's not, I mean, if you look at the numbers here, we're not talking about 100,000 people have died. Okay, we're not talking about that. So, of course, you're not going to see the hospitals overwhelmed, even though, the funeral homes are. They're getting a lot more than they're used to. The crematoriums are getting a lot more than they're used to. But it hasn't got to the point like in Wuhan where they had people wrapped around city blocks waiting to get into hospitals to get tested. And I think people might be more educated here to know that probably the hospital is about the last place you want to be. More than 1,560 people have died so far in the city after being infected by the disease. That's not going to overwhelm the hospitals. You're not going to see bulging waiting rooms of whatever. The deaths are straining services that cater to grieving families and the dead. Federal and local. Now, you're going to have certain parts of the hospital that are probably maxed out. Sure. But not the whole hospital. You, 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 co you factor that in with all the people that are guaranteed that have scheduled elective surgeries, outpatient procedures, or whatever why they were supposed to go in or ones that won't go into the hospital even if they feel like they need to for something unrelated to something like COVID-19, you can have a lot less people entering these hospitals, at least from that standpoint. Federal and local agencies have dispatched about 130 refrigerated trucks. Those have all been documented. Again, is that all a lie too? Or is that all there for show? 130 refrigerated trucks to serve as temporary morgues for hospitals around the state. Next report. Rikers Island prisoners are being offered um, $6 an hour to dig mass graves. This is all widely available. New York City is offering prisoners at Rikers Island about $6 an hour, a fortune by prison labor standards, and personal protective equipment if they agree to help dig mass graves on Hart Island, according to sources with knowledge of the offer. The offer comes as New York City continues to be the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic in the United States. Again, the epicenter most likely because 5G is probably about as bad there as any other place in the United States. And you've got population densities and then all the travel. 
that, you know, people coming through the airports. Uh, New York City owns and operates a public cemetery on Hart Island, which has been maintained by prison labor. The island was identified as a potential resting place for a surge of bodies in the event of a pandemic by 2008 report put together by New York City Office of Chief Medical Examiner. The city document proposed employing the Department of Defense's temporary mass internment method, which places caskets 10 in a row, head to foot, so as not to stack them on top of one another. Next report. Shocking expose proves thousands of COVID-19 deaths have gone uncounted in the U.S. This is from Zero Hedge. Two reporters from the New York Times purport to have found evidence that health officials often at local or the county level are dramatically undercounting coronavirus deaths in the, in the U.S. And that's why I said when he said 16%, I think that's what he said. Maybe he said 60. I should, I should go back and listen to that. Okay, I just went back and re-listened to it. He said 60% are COVID-19. 60, not 16. I need to listen closer. It was kind of, he's in the background and he's talking. Okay, so that, yeah, that's the majority of people. Okay. In New York City, in this particular locale, 60% of the bodies he's got in his morgue, they're filming it, they're stacked up like cordwood, are COVID-19. So that is, that's pretty significant. Um, all right, let's go back to this. They're, they're often, two reporters from New York City, New York Times report to have found evidence that health officials often at the local or county level are dramatically undercounting coronavirus victims in the U.S., citing information and documents provided by doctors, hospital officials, public health experts, and medical examiners, among others. The reporters claim that potentially thousands of deaths have gone uncounted, meaning the total is probably closer to 20,000 or beyond than the roughly 10,000 they've reported so far. So roughly about twice as bad. I, I, I tell you every single time, whenever we have any kind of natural disaster, whether it's a tsunami or an earthquake or a hurricane, they never give you the real death toll. They always underblow it in order to not create panic because they want to control the narrative. This would be no different. Unfortunately, since the patients have died, there will be few, if any, opportunities for these discrepancies to be rectified if the coronavirus isn't listed as a cause of death, something that requires a positive test. Then we have this, pastor slash Satanist, because I've given you many reports proving he's a Satanist, Kenneth Copeland, says the coronavirus is finished on March 29th, 2020. Well, again, he's just proving that he's a, a devil, false prophet, because... People still continue to die, but he's a Luciferian. So why would we expect any truth to come from him? Let's, let's hear it right from his own mouth. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Come on, give God. Okay, this is Kenneth Copeland and some other devil. Uh, these delusional men think they just stopped the coronavirus on March 29th, 2020. And see, this is a big thing I saw in the Pentecostal movement that I came out of a long, long time ago that you could just say something in the Pentecostal movement and it totally not come to pass. And they'll praise God and praise Jesus and do all this other stuff. Nothing's changed, but they'll just go on like a dog returning to his own vomit over and over again like the Bible describes. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
he couldn't look any more evil if he if it was possible his countenance i can just see this guy with a black robe on and one of those ritual uh, satanic daggers called an afami in his hand and just you know just Kian copeland in the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com i mean we've done multitudes of studies on him standing in the office of the prophet of god so he's standing in the office of the prophet of god that's what he's calling himself now according to deuteronomy 18 what you do to a false prophet is you take him out and you stone him you kill him okay now i'm not saying anybody do that i'm saying that if he was in old testament times he would have been taken out and stoned but because people don't fear god now at all they could just go and spout this garbage in the Pentecostal movement, which is normal, and just go on and nobody bats an eye and nobody will even be talking about it next week. Not even, it won't even be mentioned. But it made him feel good for a few minutes. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. Oh, I execute judgment on you, oh. Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand Amen. judgment on you. I demand. Oh. I demand. I demand. This is a Satan, a Satanist, Luciferian, demanding judgment on his father, the devil. Vaccination to come immediately! Yes! Kenneth Copeland has been declaring stuff that hasn't come true for decades. Now he's demanded that a vaccine should come oh. immediately. Oh, oh! I call you done! This is anger. I call you don't gone! Don't gone! Don't gone! You come down! From your Amen. place of authority, destroyer, you come down and you crawl on your oh. belly. When, when does the Bible ever give sanction where you can talk to Satan that way? You crawl on your belly. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Okay, so this is this. These Bible verses are describing uh, Kenneth Copeland and people like him. Uh, Jude one eight. This is describing somebody like Kenneth Copeland. Likewise, also, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Now, when they're talking about dominion and dignities, they are talking about both, both good and evil, okay? Fallen angels and good angels, okay? Now, that's just what the Bible says. We're not to go around um, making all these railing accusations, even against Satan or whatever, I'm not saying we don't have authority. I'm not saying we can't bind or loose. But it's when you start this stuff about crawl on your belly before I me. Mean, Satan's a you know dumb idiot and all this or whatever they're saying. Um, this is what they're in reference to. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Okay, so Michael was was contending with Satan. Okay who's greater in power than us, Michael, okay? Like, probably the greatest angel in heaven, okay? Durst not bring against him, meaning Satan, a railing accusation. What you just heard from Kenneth Copeland were a railing accusation against Satan. Now, he's a Satanist, a Luciferian, which is ironic, bringing a railing accusation, but it's all for show, so that's why. But Michael didn't do it. 
It says he did not bring against him a railing accusation, but said the Lord rebuke thee. How did Satan, how, when, when we're looking at this whole thing, we look at the way the Bible says to do it. We look at the way Jesus handled this. Okay, what did Jesus do when he was dealing with Satan? He quoted scripture back to him. He didn't bring a railing accusation. He didn't say, you know, devil, you're so stupid. Get under my feet and I'm going to, you know, wipe the floor with you. Even Jesus did not do that. Get behind me, Satan. And he quoted scripture. That's what how Jesus handled it. Michael, the archangel. These are things greater, far greater in power than we are as Christians. Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe. Michael, the archangel, the highest angelic creation, probably. Neither of them brought railing accusations like you just heard Kenneth Copeland did. But said the Lord rebuke thee. That was sufficient, in other words. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally is brute beasts in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone after the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward. Cain and Balaam. And Balaam in particular for reward, meaning for the money. Well, Kenneth Copeland's got his own airport. Kenneth Copeland... Uh, was it International Airport or I don't know, airport or whatever, for sure. A fleet of Harley Davidsons, the most wicked motorcycle you could buy, giving money to that wicked company. You got to be in a 1%er biker gang in America. Typically, you've got to buy a Harley. Sorry, but that's, that's the way it is. Every single person I've ever known that's got into that movement and the Harley Davidson movement, whether they're in, most of them weren't even a biker. Every single one I've ever known got corrupted. I mean, I'm talking their lives just went off the rails. So don't tell me there's not a demonic component with the biker biker movement. They all get into that garbage where they're swinging, changing partners and all that stuff. My parents had a lot of friends that were I was loosely associated with, and I saw it happen over and over again. He's got a whole fleet of Harley Davidsons. He's got more than one jet. He's got this big, gigantic, sprawling mansion probably multiple ones well he's went after the way of balaam for for reward for the money because he's a hireling and if you're a hireling you have no true love for the sheep well he's a closet luciferian satanist anyway go go to the internet and key in toronto blessing unmasked that's my video that was the last copy i had i sent it to a listener in europe I didn't know how to convert a, a VHS tape onto something you could post on YouTube. He did. He he had it for a while. He finally posted it. And it's not the greatest quality, but remember, it's a copy of a copy. But you can see it. You can, you can hear them slow down Kenneth Copeland's tongues and hear what he's really saying or reverse his tongues, back, back mask him, hear him crying out to Satan, hear what he's saying when he thinks he's not on camera. Or when he's praying in tongues and he's crying out to Satan. Him and all that cadre of devils. So that's who we're dealing with here with Kenneth Copeland. Let's just finish this video. God commanded you when he put his foot on your head in the Garden of Eden. You will destroy through COVID-19. No more! No more. No more. Now remember, they, no they said it's over, though. They proclaimed that at the beginning of the video, it's over. 
So that didn't happen, obviously. We're still dealing with it. This was days ago this happened. So it's, again, another false prophecy from a Luciferian that calls himself a Christian that's leading, dare I say, hundreds of thousands of Christians as they call him their pastor. Is finished. Finished. It is over. And the United States of America is healed and well again. The spirit life of COVID-19 has dried up. It's dead. It's It's dead. dead. Amen. It's It's done. It has ceased. It has ceased to exist. Yes. It's beginning to shrivel. Yes. Wait, does it cease to exist or is it beginning to shrivel? Right. Hmm. That's a Seems big like difference. it can't even shrivel if it ceases to exist. It's beginning to draw yes. up and shrivel yes. and disintegrate. Yes. At exactly 12 noon <laughs> on the 29th day of March. Yep. I'm glad he really got specific so we could really show you what a false fork tongue devil that he is because he said it it's at noon march 29th 2020 okay so we're like a week beyond that essentially and it's over it's done and that's why um i didn't have to report any of that stuff at the beginning of the broadcast oh i did have to report it though sorry you know i wish he was right but he's obviously not Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Come on, give God glory. See, here's the thing. You can't walk that back. You can't. You can't walk that back. You ever hear me say anything like that? Not that I'm any kind of gold standard. Are you kidding me? If I said that to my listeners, then I'd have to... If if what I said didn't come to pass, then don't follow me. Don't listen to me ever again. I'd be the first one to say it. But not not those. They're be- they're more holy than than me or anyone else that call themselves Christians, evidently. And again, it's the Bible says it's like a dog that returns to his own vomit. So a fool does according to his own folly. And I don't mean to say that in a mean way toward Christians that are followers of his, but that's how the Bible would. I, I was like that at one point, kind of as a baby Christian. I was like a dog that re- kept returning to his own vomit because I kept going back for this this garbage in the Pentecostal churches. I did it. I admit it. God showed me that tape, that 20-hour footage of the Toronto Blessed Unmasked. And that's what really, well, that and a lot of other factors, but that's what really got me, my eyes opened. And praise and honor for this. It's, it's over. over. It's oh, over. it's over. You boy break go, you boy break go, dog gone, dog gone. So anyway, they, they, they mishmash there at the end, but... Yeah, so, um, you know, that's good to know. All that. Some um, Bible verses on righteous judgment and prayer. 1 Corinthians 11, 31, 32, it says, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. And I think this kind of relates to a little bit about what we just heard, because, now he's a Satanist, okay? So I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But when we don't judge ourselves, like we're supposed to what ends up happening is is we become full of pride 
And that pride blinds you just like it did to Satan when he fell. Because it said, because of his beauty and because of his merchandise, his heart was lifted up. Satan probably had great, you know, um, possessions. And he was very beautiful as Lucifer, which is what he was called before he fell. And his heart was lifted up. And then he said, I will be like the Most High. I will go into the sides of the north. I mean, he was going to try to, you know, basically usurp God off the throne. Satan wasn't judging himself. So his heart was lifted up with pride. But it says, if, for if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. So we should be in self-judgment. And I don't mean like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, I guess the word I'm trying to use, I, I, I think of Catholics like they flagellate themselves and, and, and think that, you know, their own penance is going because they're judging themselves and you've heard of those extreme examples of, of monks and people like that and nuns and, and cloisters and things like that where they, they will do all these things to torture themselves in order to pay their own penance type of thing they're judging. That's not going to pay anything. Only the blood of Jesus Christ is going to pay that. And that's not going to fix anything. That's pride too. Because you're, you're, you're having the audacity to think something I can do is going to atone for my own sins. And only the blood of Jesus Christ can do that. His death, burial, and finished work, resurrection and finished work on the cross. That's what you turn to. Then it goes on to say, But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. So the Bible says, of whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards. A bastard is an illegitimate son. So um, if you're living like the devil, in other words, or you're getting away with a whole bunch of stuff that the Bible says not to do, and you're not chastened of God, chastened means like if you have your own kid, you can discipline it, you can spank them. If that's not happening at all, and another, and if you have no conscience of it being a bad thing, well, chances are you're not saved. Because if the Holy Spirit really lived inside you, you would have, your conscience would convict you. You'd, you'd want to really judge yourself. And you would most likely be chastened of God because he loves you enough to discipline you. So, that's just something to think about. 1 Corinthians 2.15 says, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. We're supposed to judge things. Now, we're going to get to the other verse where, well, the other verse where a lot of people say, well, you have any right to judge anything. Where Jesus says, judge not lest ye be judged. Okay. What he was referring to there is a hypocritical, let's just say Christian that had a beam in his own eye and he was judging the speck in his brothers. In that particular case, no, you don't have any right to judge. And we don't want to go around judging, pointing the fingers, saying, I'm, look at what they're doing. I'm better than, that's, that's not good either. But if I wasn't judging Kenneth Copeland and I just said, make this, made this blanket statement, well, he's a pastor, therefore he's a Christian, therefore I guess it's okay to follow him. Well, that's not judging righteously. Okay? Um, he that is spiritual judgeth all things. It's an attribute of discernment. 
to stay away from wolves in sheep's clothing, you have to judge that situation. You have to compare somebody like Kenneth Copeland with what the Bible says. That kind of judgment is righteous. And it's expected of all Christians. Jesus said in John 7.24, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. So he says judge righteous judgment. There. So again, the Bible is looking at all these verses and reconciling them together. It's not taking one verse out of context and saying, you never have any right to judge anybody because it says this in one spot. Yeah, well, it's talking to a hypocritical Christian that had a beam in their own eye and was judging the speck in the other, in his brother's eye. So you got to look at context. 1 Corinthians 6, 2 through 3 says, Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? Now, this is after we've either passed on and or, you know, raptured, whether you believe in pre, post, mid, whatever. Okay, once we were Jesus is what I believe this is in reference to. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest, to judge the smallest matters? No, that's righteous judgment we are worthy to judge the smallest matters is what it's saying essentially know ye not that that we shall judge angels how much more things that pertain to this life so there's another verse about judging uh corinthians the book of corinthians is basically a rebuke from paul to the corinthian church these people for the most part um, were hypocrites, and as Jesus said, hypocrites have no right to judge a speck in their brother's eye when they have a beam in their own. Read the next, read First uh, Corinthians chapter five, to see how Paul was demanding them to judge a perverse fornicator that had taken his own father's wife as his wife. Now I don't think it was his mother. I think it was, and maybe his dad's wife had remarried, but then he ended up taking his dad's wife. And they were glorying in that. The church was in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. They were glorying in their shame, as the Bible said. And the Bible said they shouldn't be glorying. Their glorying was not good. And that they should turn such an one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the soul may be saved in the day of the Lord. Just read 1 Corinthians chapter 5. You'll never, hardly ever hear anybody preach on 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Ever. If that's, see, that's church discipline. If that was actually practiced in the church, do you realize there'd be hardly anybody in the churches now? But it's gotten so out of control is what I mean. Because there's no, there's no like holiness in the church. There's no personal purity. There's just whatever goes, goes, you know? So you'd have, yeah, there probably wouldn't be anybody in the church. But then again, the churches are like 501c3 corporate institutions yoked up with the government. It's a mess. It's an absolute total mess. Um, but because there's no church discipline is a gigantic reason why the churches are so messed up because they're not following things like first Corinthians chapter five. I saw somebody the other day driving around here and my local, and they had first Corinthians chapter five on their license plate. That was their li their custom license plate. I was like, man, um, I never saw that before. He probably put it on there because he says he, he whoever that was is probably like well you don't ever hear it preach so i probably should put it on the my license plate so some people might look the verse up 
The Bible for, forbids hypocritical judgment, but demands righteous judgment from both God and man. James 5.16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. Now, this is about prayer, okay? Uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So, with the, regarding this COVID-19, I have the prayer list I put out on the PDF format in every single teaching, um, which is a gigantic list of current event stuff you can be praying about. You can print that out, put it in your Bible, and you know pray about these things. Because there's so much to pray about. Jeremiah 32, 20, 26 and 27 says, Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? No, there's not. No, there's not. And that regard, and that I would give you that regarding um, prayer, you know. Psalm 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Iniquity is like sin, transgression, trespasses. So we can get our prayers hindered if we're regarding iniquity in our heart. The Lord will not hear us. So if you've been praying about something for years and maybe there's something that you won't let go or maybe there's some sin that you're practicing that you won't stop, well, then that might be, that's probably the very reason and again, I'm not saying that in a judgmental way at all. Because I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying we walk around in sinless perfection either. But um, we should, you know, strive for that though. Striving to be um, right with God. Psalm 19, verses 12 through 14. Who can understand his errors? And this is why you'll, when you've heard me pray in the past, while you'll hear me say this. Cleanse thou me from secret faults. And this is Psalm of David. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. So secret faults are much like presumptuous sins. A lot of times in the Bible, especially in the King James, one part of the verse will help define another part of the verse. Because you could say, what's secret faults? Well, then it says, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. What's a presumptuous sin? It's a sin that you presume is not a sin. You're, you think, well, that's not a sin. It's not. Now, it may be clearly a sin in the Bible. You've never read that verse. You're not even aware. Maybe you, you, maybe you went to a church and they never taught you about it. You're presuming it's not a sin, but it is a sin in God's eyes. That's a presumptuous sin. Those are things that can hinder prayers. So you're asking here in Psalm 19, verse 12 through 14, you're asking God to cleanse you from those things. Because you can't do it of your own power. Um, keeping, you're asking God to keeping, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me, meaning dominion control over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So those are things that relate to prayer. I just wanted to go over a few of those, those Bible verses there um, after we heard the Luciferian Kenneth Copeland talk. Now, going further, going back to the main report here, Ecuador in Guayaquil, 
I might be getting the name wrong there, where the situa situation is dramatic, bodies lie in the streets. Woman, here's a picture of women standing near a body of a man who collapsed on the sidewalk during the coronavirus epidemic. Same picture we saw to Wuhan, China, and in, I believe, Italy and other places where the outbreaks have really been bad. I don't know how much 5G they have implemented in Guayaquil, Ecuador. I would imagine it's less far less than Wuhan, China, which would also prove to you that this is just not a 5G thing, but it's, it's definitely makes it worse. I'm not going to, you know, obviously it does. And it's, it's funny because <laughs> they're implementing all this 5G. They've got us all in lockdown. So we, we don't go out, try to go out of our houses and all this other stuff. And what are they doing during the lockdown? They're going to the schools under the cover of this when all the kids are out of the schools and they're installing this 5G killer grid in the schools and in stadiums and in other places where they're not under any kind of eye of scrutiny because they're allowed to just go into these places where nobody's at now and install these things. Why? Because they want to bring more 5G for the next wave. For when people go back, then they're really going to hit them. And then they'll just blame it more on whatever or coronavirus or or whatever maybe some new thing who knows they want to turn every place into wuhan china their little experiment in wuhan china worked really really good from what i saw okay and i think it still is working good i gave you some reports today you can't trust the chinese government that everything's great over there well guess what they want to do that everywhere especially to the kiddies really want to get the kids and i hate to say that but that's what they're doing i'm not going to apologize for what these luciferian devils are doing the city of guayaquil in ecuador is transforming into a martyr city of the coronavirus unbearable scenes show corpses lying on the ground sometimes burned or piled up in hospitals in plastic bags the coronavirus pandemic is hitting ecuador very hard mainly in guayaquil and i would would really like to know what is the 5g saturation in guayaquil i would almost guarantee you it's way worse than other parts of the country i'd be very surprised if it wasn't the country's second city located in the province of guayas in the coastal region where 3.8 million people live well whenever you have a, a population density that high typically you're going to have pretty high levels of 5g I don't know. I can't say for sure. I haven't looked into that one, but I wouldn't surprise me. Nicknamed the Pearl of the Pacific, this coastal town in southern Ecuador has become the city of horror. In the midst of a coronavirus epidemic, sick people collapse in the street. Now, I've also heard about a lot of Chinese going into Ecuador. Chinese troops, Chinese people coming in there. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Ecuador is something that, yeah, maybe I need to play that other little video after this because I th there's there's been a lot on Ecuador and maybe it's because too the Chinese have come from China into Ecuador and um, spreading it that way. Okay, so in the midst of the coronavirus epidemic, sick people collapse in the street and their corpses remain lying there for hours, even days. With temperatures exceeding uh, 86 degrees, the situation is untenable and apocalyptic images circulating on social networks even show bodies burned, burned to the ground in the middle of the road. Now again, is all this footage that we've seen worldwide, it's all staged? 
It's all nobody's dying. Come on. Okay, so this is, and this reminded me of this video that I wanted to play. It's very concerning emails from Ecuador. Now, this is actually from March 21st, okay? So we're looking at a little over two weeks ago. Um, but this whole Red Dawn invasion thing that we're going to be talking a little bit about today, stuff I just reported to you, this, it's just, it's probably related to a certain extent, For a number of years, I've communicated frequently with expats living in Ecuador. And I think with Ecuador, we may have a canary in the mine scenario. And if you're not familiar with that analogy, if miners want to know that the air is safe to breathe, send in the canary. And if it comes out, then you're probably okay. Well, I think they're giving us a negative canary in the mine. I think they're showing us what's coming. I don't think we just have to look at Italy for what's coming. And let me pull this up here and I'm going to read to you this uh, email here that just left my screen so bear with me just a second here and uh, it's very very telling um, and that's from an individual I will not identify uh, Dave read and looked at all your videos all great thank you for that uh, here in Ecuador it's total shutdown you're not hearing this in the mainstream media are you they want depopulation, cyborgs from the vax with chip to be mandatory plus. So he's giving you a political opinion here. They want a cashless society. Well, we're seeing that with the uh, condemnation of the use of cash in this crisis. Um, he goes on to his blood type and so forth. But let's get down to what they need to be paying. Now, if they want all that stuff and they're actively pursuing that, yeah, I would imagine the 5G saturation, like in this town we were talking about, is probably pretty pretty great which would definitely greatly contribute to covid 19 deaths to here in this um he said the uh, indians so in other words the indigenous population in ecuador are going to revolt against the governmental controls maybe in about three weeks or so i'm in a safe place my wife is all pissed at china yeah so she stands with trump on those allegations by the way he wrote me an earlier email and i got one from somebody else that claims that they ate at a Chinese restaurant because Chinese villages have popped up all over. I did an article on this. They're there and they buy their way into mining and they get so much money they control the government. I'm not joking. Absolutely not joking about this. I did an article on it. So they're buying up mines in Ecuador, Ecuador the Chinese. Well, okay, look where we've got this outbreak. Ecuador, China was where it started. Okay, so most likely that's where the, the COVID-19 came in. And they're taking over. And, and again, I've been reporting on this a lot in the last couple years. With documentation, six major mining sites uh, on the major metropolitan areas. And I think there were five or six more in the outlying areas. Uh, so China's heavily vested in taking natural resources out of Ecuador and heavily involved. And they have large amounts of colonies, I'll call them, coming into China. I've heard this from the expats now for a couple of years. Um, he predicts that we're going to have a war with China, and uh, he's got reasons behind it, but I'm not going to say them here. Um, he talks about the fact that the young people in, in this country and also in ours are so brainwashed that they don't see what's going on. And I'm going to scroll down to here. Um, he says that you have checkpoints to go through. 
that you have to have papers to travel, that they will arrest you for going out of your house. And if you go out of your house, you have to have a mask on. And then he goes on to say that uh, if you're caught violating the quarantine protocols, uh, they can put you in jail for up to three years or more. You can't live the city area where you live, and you can only go out if you are going to the pharmacy or the grocery store. If they catch you doing anything else, it's to jail with you. So this very, very draconian types of um, policies going into place in Ecuador. And he goes on to say uh, taxi drivers have to have a special permit now. And in fact, anyone driving needs to have a permit to go in a car or vehicle. And you can only drive that vehicle in the area you live in. So it sounds like they've segmented their travel a lot like we fear is going to happen in America with a travel ban. And we're I'm getting reports, and this is just across the board. Too many to not be true. Checkpoint put up between the Idaho-Montana border. Checkpoint, these reports along with John Moore. And a lot of those checkpoints, I believe, they're beta testing to see what the reaction of the populace is going to be. The last three days. Um, he said, we are in total lockdown. Uh, and he says, this is going to come to the USA like Ecuador. People in the USA better get ready. I think it's so total martial law. It sounds like martial law like state in Ecuador. Uh, and then, you know, you combine that with the report. Which, and then we're, now we're going to the next report and I'm going to have to end part one here. But the next report is we're going to look at um, El Salvador and all of this military activity that we, we're seeing ramping up in America that appears to be it could be something that's um, far even bigger than the COVID-19. So we're going to look at that in part two. God bless you. And we'll see you then. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.